Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. We do what we can on this program to uh, to help you see the good in the world, first of all, but also to coach you with the tools, the ideas you need to make it through this crazy thing we call life. Good afternoon. Welcome to the program. By the way, this is the last show that we will be uh, airing from... Uh, 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Folks, we're moving the show. Mm-hmm. The show has now become the morning show right here on BYU Radio. So every morning, you can wake up to this beautiful voice. This beautiful, soothing voice of the Matt Townsend Show. Mm. And, oh, this is what it'll sound like. In the morning, there will be crickets. And oh yeah, you'll hear my voice. Seven to ten a.m. Uh, mountain Time, which equates to nine to noon on the Eastern Coast, Eastern Time, my friends. Please join us. It's a three-hour show now, and we are going to be incorporating a lot of news, a lot of ideas, with just my twisted little take, along with just simply trying to inform you, educate you. Bringing in the experts as well. We want experts that can help us take uh, the news to a different level. One of the issues we kind of run into is, you know, you can get your news in a million different places, but just because you're hearing the news doesn't mean you know what to do with it, right? You don't always know what is what, but uh, we're going to be covering it. And um, So just pay attention. Be there, 9 a.m. to noon. I promise, lots of fun, lots of new ideas, lots of new type of guests and and a team as well. We're growing and, and building a team, a different team as well. So give us your time again. I promise we'll make it worth your while. Now let's get to some headlines before we, we go too far here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brian Williams is in double doo-doo, as they used to say <laughs> on the playground. Okay. The dude is in trouble. You can't be an anchor and make up a story no. and claim to be your own without having some problems. So uh, Brian's in trouble, and now he's really in trouble because Tom Brokaw apparently Uh wants him out. Really? According to the New York Post. You're kidding me. That's it. I had not heard this. Yeah, Tom's Tom's out for blood. Tom's not very happy about this. Does Tom want his job back? Probably not. But one of the things that, that, remember, some of you may not know, but Brian Williams told a story back in uh, the Gulf War time, 2003, Mm -hmm. I believe it was, where he he claimed that his helicopter was shot down, correct, and they had to have an emergency landing. He had told that story in two or three places. Well, come to find out, it hadn't really been shot down. It, there was a different helicopter. It was a different that helicopter was. that was shot down. His was a trailing helicopter that actually landed. And anyway, he's told the story enough, but he's he's pretty much enraged some vets, and the veterans aren't very happy about it. And you know, nothing worse than a mad vet. Yeah, and 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 basically, though, you can't do that. We're, they're supposed to be the pillar of truth, the source of information. So he went on TV, I believe, uh, Thursday, Wednesday, probably, and uh, Wednesday evening, and and tried to you know talk his way out. But as Gandhi talks about it, you can't talk your way out of something you've behaved your way into. He basically, you I know, like that. Yeah, thank you, Gandhi. You know, that's why I'm here. 
I need, I, mean, I need to write that one down for my kids. That's right. They'll try, but you can't talk your way out of it. And he tried, and he uh, did. He he has apologized. He did apologize, and I, I and I, I he, thought the apology was sincere. No, it was very sincere. Except he used he used the word um, conflate. Really, wasn't that the word he used? It was just a weird word that uh, we don't use a lot. We don't usually talk about conflation. <laughs> And, but part of what it is, simply his argument is simply he took two stories and over time they just started to kind of merge together. Right. And, and in all of this merging, it's, um, it's, it's caused some problems, quite honestly. So I, – Well, I can understand that happening. I mean, again, he's, he's the source of truth. I know. I understand that. Walter Cronkite used to be the most trusted man ever. So – it's caused some. It's caused some serious problems, and now Tom Brokaw has basically come out, and apparently, according to the New York Post, uh, Tom Brokaw and the former um, NBC News president Steve Kappas, they knew that this was a false story for a long time, and they've been incredibly uncomfortable with it. Really? Yep. Wow. And he's not uh, going to be suspended, is what another source says. Is that I mean, a lot of people are crying and claiming that he needs to be terminated. You know, if this happened to someone else, they'd probably terminate him. But uh, Brian Williams is is hanging on for his job. Now another problem is now that people are starting to worry that uh, some of his stories about Hurricane Katrina that he covered mm. also might not quite be accurate. I think I've got a sound that kind of covers Let's hear it. all of this. Mm. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. That was it. Car wreck. That was the car wreck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's sad. I mean, again, I think he's a very talented man. And uh, he, when he goes on Letterman, he's hilarious. He's a funny dude. I, yeah. Professionally, I though, I, I just don't th- I, 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 I don't, don't know, know how, how, how Jimmy Fallon is going to survive without being able to have Brian Williams rap the news. <laughs> you need somebody to rap the news. <laughs> or slow, slow jam. jam the news. <laughs> anyway, interesting story. I mean, again, ISIS is still in the news as well. Uh, man, talk about ISIS. Come on. ISIS... A U.N. report just came out, and in this new report, they're basically claiming that the Islamic State, Mm -hmm. ISIS, has buried children alive. You're kidding me. Nope. Wow. So it's – it ain't ain't good. Well, what they're doing now is they take – they have reports, especially that children who are mentally challenged have been used as suicide bombers, most probably without them even understanding they were a suicide bomber. And um, they've been exploited. They've been, you know, any of these children that are displaced, that are orphans, have been used as part of the ISIS movement and the ISIS push and the ISIS war. Uh, according to the UN, the scope of the problem is huge, at, uh, which was stated by Miss Winter at a press briefing Tuesday. Children as young as eight have been recruited as soldiers for Islamic State. Boys as young as 12 have been recruited as bomb makers and guards. Last month, the group released a video that showed a young boy believed to be a foreign fighter from Central Asia executing two unidentified men. Whoa. So now the UN's on them. So they're using these kids as soldiers and then Uh getting rid of them? Well, or other kids that just are disabled or aren't aren't necessarily telling the line. won't become part of the group? They'll kill in certain areas when they raid certain parts of the country and they have other tribes that aren't part of their group, they end up killing him. Wow. And so um, – and then again, and then the news too, Sean, you found a story about 
um, how now they're claiming that a woman, a, a U.S. Amer- American woman that was being held hostage exactly. was killed. They're saying that uh, the Jordanian mili- military strikes that have been going on since they killed the Jordanian pilot, uh, ISIS did. Yeah. Um, they're saying that uh, they showed some uh, a picture of a building that had been uh, hit by the bombing attacks. And they said there was an American woman in there that we had held hostage Ugh. and she's now dead. Yeah. Of course, they have no proof that she's actually dead and no proof yeah. that she was even there. Yeah. Boy, here we go. Ratcheting it up, my friends. Again, ISIS, uh, you know. It's crazy. It's crazy town. And so uh, let's do this. Let's take a break and, okay. and come back. We've got a lot going on on the show today. Uh, right when we come back, we've got you know our great friend Sarah Gowans from the Happy Gal blog. She's going to be working with us, uh, talking about healthy food, healthy choices for our children, helping them you know have an advantage in life uh, as far as their food's concerned. Then she's going to come back in the next block, and we're going to be talking about Valentine's Day. Mm. Good stuff, my friends. I mean, I know it's a, I know it's a ways away, but I'm trying to set you up so you don't look like a chump on Valentine's Day. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Sarah Gowans is here uh, surfing to this wonderful song. Sarah, how are you? I am awesome. Sarah Gowans is our resident uh, foot zonologist. Right. Uh, she walked in, uh, and again, I don't want to brag. Yes, you do. Right when she walked in, she's checking out my feet. <laughs> it's the first thing I look for. Yeah. And I, you I, can tell a lot about a man by his feet, and a woman too. Oh, sure, and a monkey. Yep. But well, you know what I learned? Um, so I've got this new pair of shoes because every time Sarah comes, again, she's from the Happy Gal blog, where people are happy, and they're not even all gals. Really? Well, I mean, everyone that works there. Yeah, but I'm saying I what? I go look at your site. Yeah, we talked about doing happy gals and a guy. Yeah. So I'm that's here. in the future. I'm here when you need me. We'll start the contract soon. But you always work on mind, body, spirit. You want to I like do. make sure the mind is healthy, the body, the spirit is healthy. So my feet have been out of kilter. I've got plantar fasciitis, which I'd like to say came from a running injury when I ran you know, the Boston Marathon. You can say that. I could it say that, true, but it'd but you be you know, it. I'd be like Brian Williams, I guess, making up a story, <laughs> but because it had nothing to do with that. It, yeah, it's just I got bad. I don't know. I but I got new shoes. I know they're awesome. You and, look super macho. Well, in them. totally. And the first comment you made is, "Wow, those are great." If you're a 65 year old with, you know, is that bad really feet. what I said, Matt? No, you said they're hot. <laughs> Is that really what I said? <laughs> no, I can't remember. No. I'm they, losing my you know mind. what? They are. They actually look really cool. But you know what? They're helping me. I'm so glad because that's. But that's if not, not fun. I'm going to call you in, and we're on the show. We'll are going a, to do a little foot. Ooh, I'd love that work. A little footwork. Because then everyone could hear you screaming. No. Does, does it hurt? Do some you hurt, people, you hurt to, people. Some people think it is painful, and some people actually really like it. So it depends. Um, I'm guessing you would probably be a whiner, a complainer. Oh. Why would you say that? I don't know. That's weird. It's just a guess. I mean, that's weird. I mean, <laughs> you could just say, I'm sure he's a guy that could take it. I know you could take it, but I think you'd have lots to say about it. <sighs> I don't know. Now I'm kind of sad. Hey, uh, anyway, Sarah Gowans is here. And by the way, she's the writer and blog manager at thehappygal.com. 
and it's a site that's just taken off like crazy. And today, if you're interested, she just posted a brand new strawberry arugula salad with red berry vinaigrette. It's so yummy. It looks fantastic. It's really yummy. Um, one of the things I wanted to do is I, I'm trying to get healthy, get the feet working. I've got this new schedule. Okay. So we want to eat healthy. But what I noticed as I was telling my wife I want to eat healthier, let's I was even going to go on a, a diet anyway, a certain kind, not a diet. I wouldn't call diet. it a diet, but yeah. I was going to change my eating habits. Okay. And okay, my wife was totally for it, except when we started making my lunches, I found out that I was just eating what my kids eat, but my kids don't eat very healthy. Oh. You like know, what? Like well, I don't know. Did you know that you get you, well, yeah, you or... get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and you know what? You can even it's in the shape of a disc, oh, no. and it's pre-made, and it's in a bag, <laughs> and they're frozen. Okay. So I just took a couple of those. Yeah. There's lunch. Boom. Yeah. You know. So we asked you to come on today to help us help our kids eat healthier. So what I are we know, supposed to do? Where I'm do we so start? Excited. I'm so excited to talk about this because I am so passionate about teaching kids to eat you healthy. Are. I know. Can you tell? I totally. <laughs> I love it. And so, um, yeah, I just kind of put like broke it down into some steps or some okay. ideas that we could talk about. By the way, you also brought us a treat today. Oh, I did. Yep. Which is basically a healthy almond joy. It is. <clears throat> oh, My girlfriend made them. So good. And I was like, I have to share these with no, Matt you, you and his what? crew. So. You just made my day. Yeah, they're super yummy. And we have a recipe similar to what I brought you in the cookbook, but this one's really, really good too. And then get the cookbook at Mm thehappygal.com. Yeah. So what do we do with our kids? Okay. So with kids, what would you say is the biggest, like if you want to have a huge influence on your kids, what do you think is the biggest way to do that? Uh, I would say, I personally would say mind, body, spirit. Okay. I really would. I'd help them make sure their head's on straight. Yeah. That their body is taut and hot like mine. Okay. And spiritually they're strong. Okay. They so, know their God. So then how would you go about teaching them that? Well, I'm I w- leading. Can you tell I'm totally leading you? I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, I wouldn't take them to SpongeBob SquarePants tonight. That's going on? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. It's a big movie preview today. Oh, uh, you can tell I'm really into <laughs> No, but, but I okay. I would teach him. I'd focus on it. I'd pay attention to it. I'd live it. I'd model it. Oh. I'd give it. I'd share it. How about example? Yeah. I'd Living it. Too. Yeah. Totally. That's the one I was looking for. Okay, and gosh. all of those are good and awesome. Did, did you like them all? Yeah, I did. That's good. So the point I'm getting at is example. There is nothing bigger than example. So right. first of all, you have to look at if you want your kids to eat healthy, you got to look at what you're you eating. You got to eat healthy. And- um, kids are going to eat what you bring home. Right. That's like bottom line. So they're not, unless they're older and can drive and have a credit card, they're not going to go to the store and no. buy stuff. No. So they're eating what you're giving them. Right. So for me, that's the first step is to um, see, look at your fridge, your pantry, whatever, and see, are you giving them healthy food? But I guess too, you got to, to some degree, I, I think a lot of parents would love to eat healthier and model it. They just don't know how. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. <clears throat> Food, because you're going up against every major corporation that makes a lot of money it's a, it's by a selling deal. you junk. Yeah. So, so we all kind of go downstream. So, okay. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about was a lot of parents do get overwhelmed because they think, well, I don't even know where to start. Right. So I just want to throw out a couple of tips and ideas. Okay. So cool. when you go to the grocery store and you're thinking, okay, I want to bring home healthier food for my kids, a couple of things to look for. Um, first of all, if I'm going to buy anything that's prepackaged, yeah. um, 
it's got to have, first of all, ingredients that I can read. I don't even look at the nutrition facts. Yeah, whatever. That becomes kind of irrelevant to me. Um, So I don't even look at that. I just look at the ingredient list because what's in your food is so huge. I mean, if you have to be a chemist to kind of recognize what's in your food, you got a problem. If you can't pronounce the ingredients, Mm -hmm. that's the problem. True. So what we um, teach at Happy Gal, and I tell this to all my clients, is – it's best if it can have five ingredients or less, and you should be able to pronounce them. So that's great. Yeah, five ingredients, so, and you got to be able to pronounce. Yeah. Them. So that's if you're buying packaged foods. For me, number one choice is always fresh. Yeah. And whole food. If you can do that, that's best. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, we live in a fast-paced world. Yeah, it's harder. And you know, we're busy and whatever, and so you kind of have to do what you have to do sometimes. So fresh is always best for me. If you're going to buy packaged five ingredients or less, make sure you can pronounce it. For example, um, there is some bread that I buy. And if you were to go to the grocery store and look at, I mean, there's just rows and rows of all these different brands right. of bread. How do you know what's healthy and oh, what's not healthy? You, don't. you look at, they're going to try to package it so that you're going to buy it because everyone's getting pretty health mm-hmm. conscious these days. So they're going to brand, you know, Healthy, whole grain, whatever, yeah. whatever. I always do the one that's healthy choice. So That's if, a great brand for Kate, me. Kate, I have a homework assignment for you. Okay. I don't know because I don't buy healthy choice, so I'm not sure. I'm curious. I would doubt it. So look at the ingredient list when okay. you get home and see what's in it. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Here we go. So there goes a lot that. of them you pull off the shelf and you and you, it says, you know, 100% whole grain or it'll say whole grain yeah. or whatever. And then you look at the ingredient list and it's like – Huge. Yeah. And there's all these ingredients in there and you're going, what is in here? So that's not healthy. No. It's not good for you because you're putting all these preservatives and chemicals and false, not real food right. into your body right. and then it affects you. So um, so look for – there's usually a local um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Bakery. Like a vendor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a, a bread shop if you're buying bread, for example, um, that you can find that has – um, just usually two yeah, or three ingredients. healthy, whole yeah. wheat kind of bread. And so the other thing that I look for is they – it's so tricky because they are trying to just get you to buy. And so it will sometimes even say whole grain, yeah. but technically it doesn't have to be whole grain. So look uh, for – when you're reading yeah. the ingredient list, look for 100% whole grain. 100%. And then, and then you have the whole okay. thing. So anyway, so that's just one step. Well, that's a great step. Simplify it and if you can't read it, pronounce it. Yeah. Then go local. And there's always choices. So if you're used to one, look around and start looking at yeah. with everything that you buy. That's and once you packaged, find it, once you've got that answer, it becomes you, you can normal. go back there. Yeah. Right. That's so, great. Yep. So then the second thing that I was thinking about is, okay, now you're at the store. You kind of have found some things to buy. You're going to start bringing it home. Are your kids just going to be like, ooh, this is awesome. (laughs) They'll be like, ew. Yeah. What is this? It's hard to get kids to change. So, And when I started doing this, it was probably, I would say, 13 years ago that I started kind of changing the way that I was eating and what I was feeding to my kids. And they were not happy with me. Oh my gosh, they would not do it. Whatever I brought home, they just wouldn't eat it. They weren't having it. I'd make dinner and they wouldn't eat it. So um, the next thing that I, as I thought about when I went through that process, what was helpful to me was to kind of take baby steps. So you don't want to just like. Yeah, don't throw it all out. Yeah, yeah, throw everything out of your pantry and your fridge and then just replace it all. Kind of do it in steps. And also there's different steps of healthy eating too. Yeah. And you don't have to go clear to the end at the first. You don't have to start with tofu. 
You don't. Okay. Phew. And I could tell you a story about when I did tofu pot pie one time. That was too much for the kids. <laughs> they were like, yeah. Mom, you've gone too far. <laughs> what happened to Mom? So, <laughs> Mom's sick. So we stick with chicken pot pie now, but, good. but healthier ingredients. So you can – you have to take baby steps. And actually yeah. now – they actually do like tofu now, but it took them a while to get really? there. Really? Yeah, they do. Why? <laughs> because it's good. I know how to prepare okay, it. Okay, see, I so, have – I've tasted – I think you've brought – wasn't it tofu? Bar? You brought some something with tofu in it. I and don't I, know if I brought because I had never had it before. Oh, I don't remember. Tofu nuggets. <laughs> we'll pretend that that happened. I don't know if it was tofu nuggets. <laughs> so, give us one more idea before we take a break. Okay. Um, okay. So this is a big one. Is I you want them to be involved because then they're invested. Yeah. So if you sit down with them, if you're a meal planner, which by the way, when you're doing healthy eating, meal planning is awesome. Yeah. It helps. So when you sit down to make your meal plan for the week, um, sit them down with you and say, what do you guys want to eat this week? Look through recipes together, help them pick because then they're invested. And I'll even, if they're young enough and don't have school, I'll bring them with me to the grocery store, or go on the weekend when they can Well, come. then they're in, huh? Then they're yeah. seeing it. They're, they're, ha- they're part the of the process. choice. It's really a big – it seems it pretty simple, but really it makes a big no, difference. I think that's huge. I, I call it no participation, no buy-in. Yep. If they don't get to participate, then you're kind of forcing it on them. Yeah. And then they're going to exercise that little tiny, tiny bit of agency that they have. Yep. <laughs> that little then, tiny bit. <laughs> then you're going to fight it and fight it and fight it. And have them cook with you too. Yeah, in fact, let's come back. I want I want some ideas on how we get them involved to come back okay. to cook and, and be with us. Because, again, I can't get my kids to even eat it, let alone cook it. So Okay. I need some tools on that. We're going to take a break. More with Sarah Gowans when we come back from the from thehappygal.com. Go check out the website. There are new cookbooks. It's all there. Sarah Gowans up next. More ideas on cooking right here on the Matt Townsend Show. Just say yes, my friends. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Ah, Taylor Swift. I bet she eats healthy. It's a love story, friends. Taylor Swift. We're going to let Taylor go. Uh, The the problem is, though, she's eating with somebody different all the time. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's hard. It's hard to be famous, though. (laughs) Hey, uh, Shara Gowans is in the house. She has a a degree from Rick's College, which is now BYU-Idaho. Four daughters. The cutest husband, Joe, you've ever met. He's so cute. I mean, guys don't like to be called cute, though. He's a manly man. He's hot. <laughs> uh, he's totally hot. And by the way, her, uh, Sarah's brother Andy is here. Andy Hogan um, is here as well. We're going to have him on an, on another show. Just great guy, and it has a he's really awesome. cool story, and has some great insight into how to uh, to to deal with mental illness and how to teach your children to have a healthier life. If you if you want, you can go to his website, Bear Canyon Press, and learn about teaching your children mental health. Skills, tools, ideas. Good stuff, too. Hey, Sarah, um, we've been eating your um, Almond Joy cookie. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very good. And yet it's apparently healthy. It is. <sighs> it's so healthy. So you're breaking the myth that you can't have the two. You can't have yeah. healthy and good because you can. I just tried it. That, so that's one of the biggest things that we teach at Happy Gal. And for me, it's like a personal mission is – you. 
In fact, okay, one of my criteria for a recipe when I'm bringing it into my house, yeah. it has to be fast because I am a yeah, busy girl sure. and I don't have tons of time sometimes. But fast, it has to be healthy because, you know, what you put in your body is so huge right. and it has to be delicious. Mm. I am a huge foodie, Matt. I Are you? love, yeah. love food. But if you're smart about what you eat and how, you know, in moderation and all that, you can totally have an awesome relationship with food yeah. and enjoy it. And, and a lot of it's it just flavoring, you. right? I mean, you can take its texture and its flavor, mm-hmm. but a lot of us, we could probably unleash more flavor. Yeah. I mean, you've heard of curry. Ooh, I love curry. I mean, but curry, you could put it on a dead cat in the middle of the road. Okay. I mean, hypothetically. And, but it, it, hypothetically. It, I mean, who would do Not that? Not that you've ever done that before. No, but what's cool is it, it it's cool. It's great flavor. And, you know, my, you could get my kids to eat a lot if you just put a little curry on you it. You like curry? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see the marketing for dead cat already. <laughs> <laughs> Remember mm, earlier when I talked about how you can flavor. go too far? You can, like, take it a step yeah. with that the tofu far? pot pie. Yeah, that was too yeah. Far. <laughs> that was, oh, yeah. I think maybe. You don't want to eat cat. You just took it to that level. I totally <laughs> Uh, give us some more tips. So you were teaching us we got to get our kids involved. Question yeah. for you. I have a hard time getting my kids involved. Yeah. Like, they think food is delivered to them. And, is it? And actually placed in their mouth. Yeah. They, they don't oh, know well, that there's a, a preparation it phase. It is. That's yeah. my point. How do you – so get them involved. How do we do that? Um, scare them to death and say you're about to leave the house in a couple years. How, what are you going to eat? Yeah. We got to get, no, but really for my kids, that would actually work. Like we, we've got to get you cooking. I'm kind of half joking. I actually have said that to my teenagers. Yeah. I'll say this first. It's easier when they're younger. Yeah. So if you're listening and you have little kids, start now yeah. because if they want to be involved when they're younger and they, I think their palates are more open, their minds are more open. So they try tons of things. Right. So that's good. If you have older kids, it's not too late. But no. it's harder to get them. Right. But you They're can not totally dead. still do it. Right. <laughs> so um, just keep t- just, talking to them about it and well, just say – And assign it and say, look, we'll, every kid's going to make a meal. Yeah. Mom's going to help. Yeah. We're going to rotate turns. That's what Dad's I do. Dad's going to help. Yeah. Everyone's involved. I'll Sean does that, that already. And I have said to him, you know, because I have girls. You could say this with boys too, but for my girls, I'll just say, you know, when you're a mom – what are you going to feed your family? Do you know what you're going to make them? What That's are you going to do when you go to college? Do you know? And so there's like a period when they become disinterested, maybe when they hit teen years. Yeah. And uh, then Sean. no, Sean's, yeah. no, Sean is chomping at the bit. I'm, I'm just wondering yeah, what, what my daughters, if my daughters can survive, if their family can survive on top ramen. It's just, you know. Go read the That's ingredient the list of top ramen. No, you know ramen, what? Sean. Ask James and Mike. They <laughs> yeah. totally have. Mike, Mike, Mike gained. Susten- yeah. Actually, Mike lost weight on, <laughs> on top, top ramen. ramen. Oh my gosh! He used to be two hundred and five pounds. Now the guy weighs a buck twenty. I can never tell. Is he serious or no? No, he is. I lost he, about twenty five. He weighs one seventy yeah. on top ramen. Yeah, a lot I mean, of water. I was, I, I was sick and okay. had a back injury. He's yeah. a student. He has no money. It's not all about weight. You got to look but, at right. the whole. Well, sure. Picture. I mean, he, his arteries are clogged and he's he's he can't yeah. breathe. I, I but, am fortunate, though. I I have girls that want to cook. That is fortunate. So they come to the kitchen yeah. and they want to help. So it, that's I've, great. I've but got you've that trained going. that too. You like to you like to cook. It's a great family thing. So for those cool maybe idea. who are saying, "Okay, my kids don't like to cook. They're older. Is it like I have teens? Am I just 
out of luck or what? Totally not. You yeah. can do it. Just, um, you know, like you said, assign them a meal, have them help with the, help you, and ask them questions. The thing is, is for me, it's more about the discussion. It always goes back to the principle of why we do what right. we do. So I talk to them about it and say, why do we want to learn to cook and eat healthy? Why does that matter to you? You know, what are you going to do when you're, you know, when you're a mom and have that discussion? And I think if you continue to do that, eventually they'll come around. And if not, at least you planted a seed in their mind. And I think that's key. And another thing I know you push is organization. So if you're Mm -hmm. organized about it, then you have the ingredients. Mm -hmm. There's nothing worse than getting half into a recipe and then not having the curry. (laughs) I actually do that sometimes. And it's, I'm like calling people that, yeah, you got to be organized. I know. That's part of, that's, that's the other problem for most of us out there. You hit the Facebook page in the neighborhood and (laughs) ask who's got it. That's exactly what I did last week. Mm -hmm. That is so funny. My wife does that. I do it all the time. Yeah. You got to network. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. But that might not work in New York because you don't necessarily have a Bronx fifth floor of the, (laughs) no, you got the whole building probably on Facebook. Are you kidding me? It would probably work very well. I don't know. It works all the time in our neighborhood. It does. Yeah. No, that does work. But it is better to be organized. So here's my thought about organizing and cooking is um, it's kind of twofold. So number one, I talked a little bit about meal planning. So, so important um, if you want to eat healthy because we live in a society that we do a ton and we're busy. So if you don't plan ahead, you're going to grab whatever is there as you're out the door or whatever. Yeah. And and it's usually going to be in a bag. Yeah. Because it's... It's going to be processed so that it can sit on a shelf and last. It's got yeah. all those preservative. Isn't that a blessing though? Because you could eat the Twinkie today or next month. Well, like the, like these <laughs> these cookies you brought us, they'll be eaten today. Yeah, because we and, don't have a and bag. They'll keep your system clean and clear because they they totally they're not going to sit. I know. In. <laughs> I know. Just trying to play devil's advocate. I know you do a good job at it's that. Not working. So, um, keep yeah, organizing. Okay, so organizing. So. Um, Meal planning is huge. And then another part of it, too, is um, organize your fridge and your pantry so that there's kind of like a bin or a shelf or a place in the fridge where all the snacks are. So for me, I have um, in my kitchen a fridge drawer. Yeah. And it's that drawer is completely like after school snacks or when I just want to grab something or whatever. And it's all healthy stuff in there. Oh, so that's So then when yeah. you want a snack, they know right where to go. That's it. And, and whatever's in there is what we eat. Yeah. That's smart. Because it's about creating habits. That's right. So when you when it's the same, that's yeah. what they're going to go back to. It's a great and idea. And so my job is to keep, you know, fruit in there and I keep like vegetables in there, hummus or, um, you know, just healthy whole grain bread for some toast or whatever. So that's a big one. If where, you can, where do you keep your Doritos? Um, in the dump. <laughs> that's... Doritos only come into the house if someone else buys them, and then okay. they get the that's stink eyes from me. <laughs> Read the ingredient list of Doritos. Yeah, I... <laughs> see, I, I had bad eyes. I can't. You know see. what? Okay, so here's the thing. That's actually okay. I love that you brought that up because here, as you're taking the steps to healthier eating. Maybe you want to have a chip, yeah, right? So I, I eat chips sometimes. So what I do is I read the ingredient list. There's other options of chips. In fact, I should have brought them in. Out of my car, I have some like jalapeno pepper mm. chips and all the ingredients in there are like, you know, um, I can't remember what they are. Jalapeno, whatever, whatever. Hummus, so, tofu. But it's, but it's whole grain. Yeah. Corn. Oh. And you know what I mean? Yeah, so, totally. But you can I mean, find you it. You can that's make the a point. healthy. That's right. 
you can find it. You don't even have to, even if you aren't a cook, yeah. you can find healthier alternatives. And then I guess you have to keep doing it. I mean, that's the consistency of this critical. It's so huge. Okay. So I mentioned earlier, I started teaching my kids healthier eating and myself probably 13 years ago. And it took a few years of before they started coming around. And even there's still new things that I introduce sometimes. And, um, and they're like, well, I don't want to try that or whatever, but right. I just keep putting it on the table and eventually they come around to it. So one of the things I love to do is to cook with whole grains. And I say whole grains and you probably think of like wheat or wheat or yeah. wheat. <laughs> I pretty a lot much of think people of wheat. just eat wheat. Yeah. But there are so many grains out there. There's kamut, there's amaranth, there's quinoa, there's teff, there's millet, there's buckwheat. I mean, I could name a huge list of wow. grains. And we don't realize how yeah, I, I good didn't. they are for us. They have all these nutrients I didn't know of any in them. Of them. You can Quinoa, get yeah. protein. You can get um, omega-3s. There's complete protein. Some grains yeah. have complete protein. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. But um, but that's like really – like part of it is just researching and then it almost seems like if you get one thing you know and you know where to buy it and you know how to get yeah. it and we use it, then you can add the next one and just right. slowly start so adding steps. to your repertoire. So, yeah. So um, what I was saying with the grains is I started introducing those and the kids like totally – would not eat them. Yeah. But now they sit there and they'll ask me to cook it and they love it. But it took, you know, a while to get there, they but I just it. kept presenting it to them over and over until See, it became. But this is great advice. You just got to keep it up. Yeah. You and it's hard because it. when everybody, when you're the only one and yeah. everybody's like, that's I don't why, want this. It's that's hard. why I don't do it as a diet. <laughs> it has to be a lifestyle it's change a lifestyle, or it won't yeah. stick. And it almost seems like there's got to be one champion in the family. That's even if there's only one, just one can do it. Especially if the one has the purse strings. Yeah. <laughs> Hypothetically. Yeah. Sarah, you're the best. We didn't. You have so much more. We're gonna have to have you back just to give us. You have a million little tricks. Oh, just I love it. I love tree. it. It's like get so... rid of the juice, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, we'll get back to that. Yeah. Juice. I mean, I, my my mom said drink your juice. Now Sarah's going to get rid of it. <laughs> Again, you can find more um, about uh, Sarah if you go to the website. It's very, very simple. Uh, thehappygal.com. She is the blog extraord- blogger extraordinaire there. Go check her out. And uh, when we come back, we're going to wrap this show up, my friends. We're going to dig deep and get into the Valentine's tools, the ideas you need to have a healthier, happier Valentine's Day. Thanks so much. We'll be right back. This is the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, this is the Coach's Corner, and uh, in this part of the show, we like to give you some ideas, uh, you know, how to how to live, how to move on, how to create change in your life. And today, we're going to be addressing a different issue, Valentine's Day. It's coming up. How is it different? We have one week, and I have a feeling some people aren't prepared. You have who, one who, week. Who would that be? I think you're prepared. I'm not, actually. But Cindy might be listening. You ought to be careful. Shh, I know, I know. I know I'm not prepared. Well, it, it, for me, it gets a little bit difficult because the week before is my birthday and Cindy's birthday in the same week. 
That's a lot of birthdays. Yeah, and then the week following, <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. It's like, oh, oh, oh wait a minute, we got, we got to do that again. Well, I know, and, and I have I have a big date night where I I teach, and I so all my energy for the next week is spent on this big event, mm-hmm. and so my Valentine's nights are always shot. Yes, and then on the fifteenth, the day after, is my anniversary. Oh, mm-hmm. so. I'm really in trouble. <laughs> no kidding. I wanted to take my wife out on, um, you know, and go somewhere and get away on our anniversary, but can't do that now. Well, you can just get in the car and well, drive this, after the thing. I know, but I have this show thing. I, well, I know. I have a new show in the morning. Well, By sorry, the way, I'm, I'm a pretty bad Valentine's date because I now, uh, now I fall asleep eh, pretty much after <laughs> seven. Yeah, that's my excuse. Have you ever just like seriously? I was I can go watch something and I'll just start falling asleep. Oh yeah, last night I was, but I had gotten up early yesterday. Yeah, yeah you had a big day yesterday. Uh, so here's the funny thing: I'm going to give you some tools to stay out of the doghouse on Valentine's Day. Mike, are you listening? Yeah, I'm here. I I'm need to pay listening. Attention. I'm taking notes. Yeah, write these down because you've got your friend. What's her name? Alyssa. Is that really her name? That's really her name. Okay. See, you're, see, you're a you're a joy. <laughs> Because you just gave me her name. Is she an Almond Joy? That's what I I just put my hand on the Almond Joy there. Alyssa, uh, what are you going to get her? I can't tell you because I don't want her to hear okay, on the air. Let me give you some ideas. I think it's circular and metallic. It's it's something oh. that she wanted. Oh, yeah. It's something she uh, told me that she wanted and I uh, bought it. Table saw. Or at least a blade. Table saw blade. Uh, some cutco knives and uh... <laughs> maybe not. Hey, uh, let me so. give you these. Now you tell me how these sound to you because okay. we're asking you, Mike, not because not because this is your, you know, not because you're younger than we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because of that. Oh, oh, then why is it? Why? I just want to hear your response. <laughs> okay. Uh, these are the gifts that I think you ought to get, Alyssa. Okay, just check your gut. Okay, your, right. your gut will yeah. tell you. I'll... Get get her some breath mints. Oh, you know what? I don't know. I feel like that's giving a different message. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, well, that's that's the emergency gift, isn't it? When you you know you've forgotten something, you're yeah. on your way home, yeah. you stop at the drugstore, and realize, you know what? Oh, you know what? I know women love vacuums. Oh gosh, you know what? That I wish there was somebody here to push back on this because any appliances whatsoever, perfect. Oh, anything. Yes. Well, anything that's more like anything that's that they kind of don't like to do, a but that, that would make their job easier. Yes. Uh-huh. See, okay, by the way, we're being facetious. Please, yes. <laughs> um, let's all be clear on that because I don't want anyone to then call us and like, what the? I would get now, railed. I do, I do have to report, though, that I know my, I got my wife a waffle iron for her birthday. Yeah. I will admit that. Right. I did so, though, because she asked for it. See, that's different. There we go. That's it is. But that's also kind of a cop-out because you didn't have to go figure it out yourself. True. Well, no, well, you know, when when you when you're shopping with your wife and she actually stops and looks at something yeah. in the store, take note. I know, but like, what if what she's looking at is some Clorox bleach? Well, when she's when she's looking at an appliance and says, "Oh, this would be cool to have." Yeah, that's good. That's See, kind that's of a the hint. key. That is the key, by the way. You could go out shopping with her this weekend mm-hmm. and just watch. Exactly. And watch what she's doing. Don't just get the stuffed bear off the shelf. See, that's the problem. We default and we just go to flowers and stuffed bears and chocolate. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm under – I've been told that chocolate's fine. Always default to chocolate. 
Yes. For your significant other. I've, I've also heard, heard that. jewelry will work. Jewelry's great <laughs> unless it's the cheap kind that turns their body green. Or is from a gumball machine. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, I will also wouldn't do anything that involves a, the words slim or gym. <laughs> well, but slim gyms are good. Come on. Yeah, it just doesn't say I love you. It the just processed says, meat products? Come on. It just says we're going to smell that burp for weeks. I have a legitimate question here. Yes, sir. So going back to those gifts, you know uh-huh. – about the appliances and stuff. Let's say your wife really does want a waffle iron in yeah, your case. Yeah, yeah. I, do you not think that would be as meaningful as getting something else on Valentine's yeah, Day? it is. But what I would, I, I would still then get something she's not expecting that's yes. interesting that just shows a unique sense of love. Right, right. But it's got to be – like if I bought my wife a stuffed animal, she would – Kill me. <laughs> because we have a million stuffed animals. Yes. We have thrown away, seriously, hundreds of stuffed mm-hmm. animals. If I bought one, one more, I'd be dead. Have you seen those four foot and a half bears oh, yes. at Costco? Oh, oh my gosh. She mm-hmm. would love that. <laughs> she would kill me. <laughs> Some other things you might not want to buy. Um, you might not want to buy lingerie. Now, I'm just speaking as a man here. But a lot of times guys think, oh, I'm going to get her some lingerie. And honestly, she she may not want that. Yeah. So you got to think of her, right? you got to think of what she wants. And she's she may not be thinking lingerie. She may be thinking, give me the thickest flannel socks, socks and <laughs> nightgown you yep. can give me. I need something to wear to bed for winter. Yeah. Here, here's another one. Don't ever buy – don't get her something fat-free. Just so, Not the fat-free chocolate? No. Okay. That's just sending a, a terrible message. Don't get her anything for hair removal. Now, I guess oh, if please. she if oh, she asks gosh. for it, oh my gosh! If she asks for it, that like, would be terrible. Yeah, then get her some. But if she's not asking for it, well, I can see how guys would actually buy this stuff. No, no, you know, this it, is exactly. Well, well, she needs she needs some of this. She uses this all the time. Oh yeah, let's just be yeah. efficient here. Mm-hmm. And her hair's her back's gosh <laughs> hair. No, you got to think this through. Yeah, you can't do that. Uh, don't, so we're talking to all the guys here, right? I'm kind of talking to the okay. guys because I, I have a feeling a lot of the ladies – I mean in the end, it's not even about the guy. I mean really, like what gift is so great for a guy? Well, the Just lingerie. So I, think, I think the but, fact that you might <laughs> that you remember and you, you get him a card or something yeah. for the it. guy, that's yeah. – that, yeah. But like, like a card – you know what I mean? Like, well, I'd rather could, have a date. Like, okay, go, you, go take me out on a date. You could buy him a car. A car would be great. Yeah. I really appreciate things I can use. Yeah, something for the car. <laughs> like a guy actually – my wife I think once gave me a drill set. And you liked it, didn't I you? I loved it. That yeah, was that? the coolest gift ever. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I still just carry it around. Yeah. It's on your – It's on you, you put it on your belt. Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> I don't even – fix anything with it but i carry it around don't uh we shouldn't just give them a card by the way don't give them a gift card hey here's 25 bucks at that's not the lowe's one. you can give that to the guy oh yeah the guy would love a great that. gift okay yeah don't give fast food don't just sign a card by the way don't give a pet no that's also not good at easter no 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 see I, uh, here's the deal so my parents divorced and my dad bought us ducks at easter at easter oh yes and we went to his house had a great visit and then he shows us these ducks and he's like surprise they were the cutest thing sure they were oh ducks are cute (laughs) so cute messy yes dirty nasty little critters 
But we didn't see that part because we were just so enamored with their right. cuteness. And then we just put them in a little bowl and they'd float around. It was so great. And then we took them to my home my, where I grew up and my mom was there and we were like, you won't believe what dad got us. You're going to love these. And she's like, what? And I'm like, ducks. Oh, great. And I honestly, I've, I don't think I've ever seen that look. On, and she's like, <laughs> your father gave you ducks? I don't know why what? people – why do people do that? Well, I think to ruin marriages. Okay. <laughs> but I mean I, I, there's no – I would not do that because I would not want to bring the animals – Well, I would not want that many animals in my house, first of all. And it got bad because then exactly. my mom had to basically dispose of them right. in a caring way. Like she didn't kill them. She took them to a happier place. A farm? Uh, yeah, reception center. There you go. I, think she's, I don't think she talked to the people. I think she just let them out. No, she probably did. So anyway, don't get don't get animals. Okay, don't get and again unless they want them. Then then that's great. But Valentine's Day. Uh, anyway, what we should probably be giving is um, a great thing you might want to do is sit down and say and just talk about your memories. Start stirring up the memories, and for the next week, I'd start stirring up all of the great memories: your first kiss, your best date, your most magical moment, all the exciting things. These are all things you can be talking about right now. You might also, as a gift, want to just get over something you've been fairly selfish about. Let go of whatever you've been hanging on that makes you frustrated with your spouse. That's something good that you can give. You know what else you can give? You can go um, give your time, give your attention, give your focus. Uh, I, you don't necessarily have to write her a little coupon that she can call you on that. But actually start showing this week that you're going to be giving more time to your spouse, more of your attention. Um, maybe start listening. For heaven's sakes, just start being the right kind of Valentine. Wouldn't that be a great thing? Why don't you start trying to figure out how she wants to be loved? If she wants your time, give it. If she wants your touch, give it. If she wants uh, better talk, better service, then start serving her that way. I'd go back to what you used to do, that when you guys were in love, man, you found some really cool ways to serve each other that created a big spark. All of these are things you could be giving her today. And if the more you talk and the more you open up, and spend time with her, guess what? I'm going to bet you're going to get some other ideas. You might even want to combine your money and go do something together. And let it, let's plan it together. But let's Even let's just go stay at a hotel. Let's just get away. Let's do something. But whatever you do, folks, do not mess with this holiday. There are a lot of people out there that take it incredibly serious. So please – Get out of yourself. Get prepared. You have one week. That's why we're that's why we're giving you this heads up. You have one week to make this happen. You guys, our relationships are important, right? That's the coach's corner. We're out on that. Let's take a break. We're going to actually end the first hour. And when we come back, it's going to be more fun, more exciting. Movies up next. We're going to discuss the best movies out there with great Sean O'Neill right here on the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the second hour of the Matt Townsend Show. All aboard! We're taking off, my friends. We are taking off. I appreciate, uh, you know, the show. We... We've got some big news we've been talking about. What? We're not... We got some big news. I don't want to brag, but we're a pretty big deal. We're a very big deal. I'm kind of a big deal. We're moving uh, the show 
The show is on the road. Do we've we have been, to pack up. Yeah, we've been loading the trucks Jeez. and move to Beverly, and we're going to drive just right down the just right down the hallway here. We're going to do the show now three hours a day, not just two anymore. Oh my gosh! I know. You know that's how they squeeze the man. That's how they squeeze the man. Oh yes. You know. So they we've moved from two hours to three hours. We're also moving to the mornings. So if you've been listening to the show in the afternoon, five to seven on your drive home, Eastern time, back east, guess what? You got to start getting up early. Oh no! Yeah, nine to noon. The show will be uh, on every day, Monday through Friday, nine to noon. It's the new morning show on uh, BYU Radio. It's the real deal. Wow. I know. Three hours a day. But again, you can find it. You can podcast it. You can go to BYURadio.org. Mm-hmm. Download the apps on uh, your... iOS or Android. Exactly. You got it. So be looking for us. So this is really the last segment in the history of oh, the, the last Matt hour. Townsend show, or the last hour, on the Matt Townsend show from 3 to 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mountain time, 5 to 7. Eastern time. But here. Close got, the history books. Yeah, this is a historic day. So we wanted to make it a really fun hour. So today we're going to be talking about movies. Yay! Sean, uh, the family man. Sean is the family man movie blogger. He's got it. The family man movie blog.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go through three movies that he's just reviewed. We're going to talk about those today. They come out today. And we, um, you know, we've got a lot of, and then we've got some Valentine, Valentine's ideas that we got to wrap up on the show? Mm-hmm. Movies you could watch for Valentine's, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing says romance more than, you know, grabbing a pizza and a movie. I, I find that very fun, actually. My wife and I do that quite often. It's a great thing. We, we do popcorn usually, but, you know. It's a great thing. But before we go there, let's go to the news, the headlines. Have you been uh, reading and listening to the headlines? Why would I do that? <laughs> Why would I stay informed? We've already talked about <laughs> Brian Williams, and on Monday we're going to yeah. go in-depth on all over that. That's huge. We've already talked about ISIS, but here – so I, I want a little lighter headline for us. Okay. First headline for us, uh, and this is, this is crazy. This may be a little crazy. Um, you ever heard of SpongeBob? As a matter of fact, we'll be talking about SpongeBob. He has a movie coming out today. You think okay. he's ready? I think he's ready. Nickelodeon is going to be launching its own cable-free app for kiddie shows. Really? They're kind of – they're taking on all of the other – you know, the, well, the are, Hulus. The, they're bringing mm-hmm. out their own thing and they're going to now start offering an app for the kids to watch their shows. Well, this is not unusual. ESPN does this. Yep. HBO actually does HBO it. HBO does it. CBS does Showtime their own does version. It. Yes, exactly. Now – I'm wondering, though, if this is going to be subscription dependent. I'm sure it will be. Because I know with ESPN, if you don't have a sub- – if you don't yeah. subscribe to ESPN yeah. with a provider of some sort, a cable provider and or satellite provider, you cannot watch their content. Uh, yeah. I think that is part of the idea here is Viacom is – you know, their own – they own Nickelodeon. But they're, they're basically trying to get ahead of the game in the content app world. Which I don't understand that because with people, you know, cutting cutting the cord, so to speak, yeah. as, as they call it, why would you want to tie it to something where you have to have a subscription well, TV and, service? Well, for for any, I mean, in general, yeah, for all of these folks, because if you because you could charge it charge for it yourself, I mean, you could charge two bucks a month, yeah, 
That, I mean, that's what I think. That's what I think a lot of these are going to be doing, I, especially I sites like this that are so targeted mm-hmm. to things like Square SquarePants, SpongeBob SquarePants, Dora the Explorer. I mean, oh yeah, they're gonna. I think they're just gonna target it and you know lay it down at four dollars or whatever. Not Something, expensive. Yeah, exactly. But in a way, it's kind of nice because then you only have to kind of get what you have to get. What I'm excited about is it just won't be on my cable anymore. Well, no, I, get rid. It'll of still it. be on cable. I bet they'll pull it. Well, if if it's subscri- if, if you have to have a cable subscription in order to oh, have no, the no, app, no, no, I don't think you'll have to have a cable subscription per se. Well, but, but that's how have... ESPN works. Though. Well, no, I think it's going to be more like HBO. It's going to be more like HBO. Netflix. You have to have a subscription to HBO to watch their app, though. I, but don't you think in the end the goal here is to then pull oh, away in the end, from all of it? I would these. hope yeah. so. Yes, I mean I think that's the way the that's the, how they're going to monetize. Because it. I know I'm I'm on the verge of of getting rid of my service. Yeah. I'm. I, I don't know. This it's it's just too expensive. Well, and the market is definitely moving that way. It is. I mean, one of the big things at CES 2015 uh, was was uh, a new service that takes away the cable company completely. It, you can fact, stream TV on your devices. What is it? I don't know what the name of it okay. is. Okay, specifically, they it are. Wasn't, it wasn't Sling, was it? Maybe. Okay. Viacom is specifically, by the way, yeah, launching a standalone streaming service that won't require the cable subscription. I've heard of that, but I haven't heard a Game name on. for it yet. But that, yeah, that's Viacom. Need, I would yep, love that. They're needing to adapt. Dish Network actually has one called Sling. Yeah, yeah. That is is about to be released. It's like week only weeks away from being mm-hmm. open to the public. It might already be open to the public. By the way, I, I tried a, a, a knockoff version of that called Slung. <laughs> Horrible. Well, that's in the past. Horrible. So, that's all the past TV shows. <laughs> yeah, don't go there. That's like TMC. <laughs> hey, uh, check something out. We, we heard a lot about Brian Williams and right. all of that kind of fiasco. And um, did you know, though, there's something going on because 64% of reporters say that the feds are spying on their email, their calls, and their online searches. Ooh, covert operations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mish money, Penny. <laughs> Mish money, Penny. Have the feds been looking at your files? According to the Pew Research Center survey of 454 media figures, 64% believe that the U.S. government has probably collected data from their calls, their emails, and 8 in 10 believe just being a journalist jumps the chance that Uncle Sam is spying on them. The survey follows multiple reports of actual spying by the federal officials on reporters and the White House's effort to track down those who leak information. Well, think about this. What do reporters do? They track down information. That's right. Now, if you're – if I, I, I don't find this very surprising actually because if the government wants to track down information, they don't want to hire people to already do it. They've got reporters. Just look at the – just oh, but see, go look you, at their emails. Yeah, but that's breaking every rule. I'm sorry. You can't do that. You can't do that. It's the government. They're gonna do it. By the way, speaking of the not government, that, if the not government, that I like it. If the government was spying, maybe what they ought to go figure out is how a, a supposed bomb was dropped by an army chopper. What? An army helicopter in Miami. They were out uh, and about doing some maneuvers, and a big box, like an ammunition container, basically mm-hmm. fell out of the helicopter. Oh boy, here it comes. Ooh, do you hear it coming? I see something. Oh, wow. And then apparently it dropped a silver ammo tin, and its contents were recovered. It's a 50-pound box of ammunition. Fell out of the helicopter. Oops. So let's just imagine. You're was it ammunition nervous. or a bomb? It wasn't a bomb, but everyone thought it was a bomb. Oh, jeez. It was just a routine little, you know, 
Black Hawk helicopters. They were participating in war games. Black helicopters. And the Army called it routine, low-altitude training, but the routine was broken when one of the choppers dropped a bomb-like ammunitions container overboard. See, I would have loved to have seen them just land, pick it up, say, excuse us, and then take off. Our bad. Sorry about that. Go about your business. (laughs) Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. So, again, if they're going to spy, maybe they ought to spy on their own military. Hmm? That would be a good idea. And figure out what's going on. I'm sure somebody put a report in. I'm sure they did. No, they did. They were very mad. And I'm sure there will be a lawsuit because it landed near them and it scared them. Oops. Here's the deal. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to get into the, uh, the, the movies. We are going to be talking about film ratings. We're going to be talking about three, three movies, movies that yep. you have uh, just recently been reviewing. And so, we'll start off with the SpongeBob movie. Uh, do we have to? Sorry. We're going to try it. We'll take a break, my friends. Coming back, you're listening to the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. Wah, 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 wah. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Uh, here's one of the things we wanted to been we wanted to try forever on the show because mm-hmm. there's you know I don't know if you know this, Sean, but there's a lot of movies out there. <laughs> yeah. And everybody, you know, we don't always know what's the best movie to go see. Sometimes we don't understand the rating situation. Like, right. is that a PG, PG-13, whatever. So, you know, Sean, for those out in listener land, you may not know this, but Sean is famous. He <laughs> has a blog called the Family Man Movie Blog. In my own circle, yes, I'm famous. Well, yeah. But if you go to familymanmovieblog.blogspot.com, a lot of there's a lot of a lot of blogs, a lot there, of blogs and dots mm-hmm. and spots. Familymanmovieblog.blogspot.com. You can go see the reviews of movies that Sean has put out there, and he's trying to help us figure out family friendly movies. Yes, and I'm trying to keep it up to date. I haven't done so in the past, but I'm I'm going to be doing that today. Yeah. I'll put the reviews you've been, today. You've been a busy man, uh, a little bit. Uh, you know, hurting the cats, the cats that are the Matt Townsend show. Um, here's one of the things that we wanted to talk about. You've got three reviews: SpongeBob, mm-hmm. the SpongeBob movie, correct? Sponge out of water, Seventh Son, Jupiter Ascending. Yes. And then we, I want to talk about I want to talk about ratings because I don't I think we're a little oh, off. I, I, yes, I, I would agree. Hey, before we get started, though, you what makes somebody a critic? Because all my family they all think they are movie critics. Everybody is a movie critic. Yeah, and but, I've always thought that. But you're I, legit. Well, I, I actually have the position of being a movie critic. I, I do write things for Deseret News yeah. here in Utah. Uh, it's it's actually a little column that follows the actual review. It's called Three Points for Parents. And so I list things that parents uh, might want to know about in the movie. It's a cool gig. But uh, I, I've just been doing that for a few years now. And uh, I, I kind of fell into it myself. Well, you know what? It could be worse. Oh yeah, it could be. You know, you could be just. It's just a fun doing little the side, side thing that I get to do. This is great. So, but uh, let's Teach go ahead. And, let's start off with the SpongeBob movie. SpongeBob, the SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water, and let's get a bit of a little bit of a clip here. Mr. Krabs, I'm telling you, he's innocent. What are you going to do, Krabs? Pour hot oil on me, or put bamboo shoots under my nails? No. Knock knock. Knock knock jokes. I can do this all day, Krabs. Knock, knock. Oh, boy. Who's there? Jimmy. Jimmy who? Jimmy, back my formula, Plankton! 
Well, that's stupid, but how is it torture? <laughs> You'll see. Jimmy, back my formula. Hmm. Oh, I get it. Wow. I'm sorry. That's a very funny part of the movie. That seemed to go very long. It, it, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that actually sounded like one of our show meetings. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> and, and James Lewis. Usually and screaming. James Lewis like, Jimmy back my pen. <laughs> So you got you got this is the typical SpongeBob yeah. story. You got Plankton trying to steal the secret formula from the Krusty Krab. Yeah, he's attacking, and then all of a sudden, SpongeBob and Plankton are are fighting over the formula in the bottle, and it disappears. Weird. Where did it go? And so Mr. Krab runs in and realizes it's missing. Yeah, and he thinks Plankton is guilty. SpongeBob knows he's not guilty. Yeah, innocent. So proven guilty. They actually start traveling back into time to try and prove that Plankton is innocent, and. Uh, you find out later on who's the guilty party. How many planktons do you give this? <laughs> Actually, this. How many seashells? Well, it, <laughs> come on, give me a seashell number. No, we go by stars. How many stars? How many stars? I would give this uh, two and a half stars. Really? Out of four. This that is out of many? four. Yeah, I was I was entertained. Were you okay? Yeah. Now it is SpongeBob. If you don't like SpongeBob. Don't go to the movie. So he's not going to change no. dramatically. This does not change. Although I've, I've heard aficionados of SpongeBob think there's a different SpongeBob nowadays on TV than there, is, than there was years ago. Ah, so I don't know. Yes. I don't, and I don't know which one this is. But okay. it's, you know, if, it, if you like SpongeBob, you will like this movie. Hmm. I personally would probably wait until it comes out on video and, not, and then not yeah. worry about it. Save yourself. Mm-hmm. I know the bucks. kids will want to see it. If you need a break from the kids and you want, we may be going tonight go. to there. see this because okay. it's my son's birthday. Ah, so, okay. I mean, would you choose this one if you could take your child to a, a show how old, tonight? How, how old? He's ten now. Ten. Uh, my ten-year-old liked this movie. Really? Yes. Do you have but to? I also have a girl. Oh, okay. See, but, but she, but my son loves SpongeBob. Well, my teenager, teenage daughter said though, I asked her if she wanted to go to the movie, and she said, "Dad, I'm I'm not a boy and I'm not seven. <laughs> so well there you there you have it there you go what more do you need to know but yeah two and a half stars for okay. spongebob sponge out of water that's, so you know that's that's interesting it just seems higher higher than you know high, high. well there wasn't uh, you do have antonio antonio banderas is in this movie Ooh, so that's for the moms mm, well no he's he's fully dressed and in in a full beard and long hair really so it's just the voice that's coming at you okay but anyway. Hey, uh, do you have to sit through the whole movie if you're yes. the critic? Oh, yes. Geez. It kind of helps to know what you're seeing. This is a tough one. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm excited. I'll be there tonight, I'm um, sure. But there is some potty humor in this movie just for the, the parents. Watch yeah. out for that. Um, they, these guys don't drive bicycles very well. You know, they're little yeah. characters. So mm-hmm. there's some reckless driving going on. Um Lots of lots of fighting, cartoon fighting. It's all cartoon violence. It, but, it is. You know, they're all underwater. Well, uh, uh, part of the movie's not, isn't so, it? There you Ooh. go. But now we're going to talk about Seventh Son. Okay. Uh, this is a movie that just. Well, all three of these are coming out today. This was a very interesting movie. It's actually a series of books that I didn't. I heard about, but I I don't have never read the books. But I found this very interesting. This very fantasy driven movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have. It's it's kind of a Dungeons and Dragons thing. You got a hero, you got monsters. Really? Yeah. How many books? 
Oh, I don't know. I'm, this I'm is not cool. sure how many are in the series. So we might have a new series. Exactly. Is it very good? Let's I, get to I've, there. I've oh, never. I don't want to jump. I've never you. read it. So, okay. But I was entertained by the movie. Hmm. But you have uh, uh, Tom, who is the seventh son of a seventh son. That's, and so he has, you know, special abilities. Forty nine people, um, and then you also Times. have uh, Sir Gregory, yes. who is looking for this seventh son. Yes, and he's played by Jeff Bridges. Oh, Jeff Bridges! Yes, that guy's all over the place, isn't he? He's great. I thought he was pretty good in this in this film. This is cool. See, that's although what... his voice is a little strange. Why? And I don't, I don't, I don't know if they did something electronic with it or if he's yeah. doing something different. But it was kind of it was kind of strange. There's Some people were complaining. Jeff, I think it's the age. Mm-hmm. He's reached his age now, where he's now super valuable. Well, Gregory and Gregory is fighting this witch. Okay, uh, her name is Malkin, played by Julianne Moore. Hmm. So cool. you have a beautiful looking witch. Yeah, and she can turn into a dragon. Wow! And uh, she's got a nice metal tail that'll. Take you out if you're not careful. Is it like a knife? Mm, oh, that, yeah. Did and you see she can James's, hold you with it and stuff. James's eyes mm-hmm. just lit up. I love it. I know. I saw that. It's going to be a great show. Anyway, uh, so Master Gregory, he's. you'll hear the bells at churches ringing. Huh. And he, that's him. That's them calling Master Gregory to fight the dark forces that he must fight. Ooh. Okay. There's a child a, a child possession in this movie, the child that's possessed by a spirit. Oh, no. Other things, um, Some a little bit of gore, some, some blood, nothing – Lately in the movies, there's a trend now that you, you'll see somebody get hit with an arrow or, or hit with something, but there's no blood when hmm. the wound occurs. But then they'll come back to the person and you'll see that there's blood around the wound. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing that's happening in, in Hollywood these days. But he's got to fight these witches. He actually – he actually uh, uh, at the beginning of the movie, he puts her in a, a cell. Ooh. And then she escapes from that cell oh, and wants revenge yeah, and all yeah, sorts of stuff. Mad. So there's, it's it's a very it's a very nice story. I thought it was well put together. Um, some people at the movie screening that I thought were complaining mostly about Jeff Bridges' voice. That was the biggest complaint that huh. I saw. Um, was helium used? No, no. It's it's a it's 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 kind of a hollow sound oh, they probably, that he's got yeah. going. So I don't know if it was electronically done hmm. or if if Jeff was doing it on his own. What would you what would you rate this one? Well, Seventh Son, I think I would give it three stars actually three stars. out of four. That's because great. I was entertained. You think there'll be a sequel? Well, with the series of books, it's possible. There are some plot things at the end of the movie left hanging that huh? they all I, I turned to my daughter and said, mm, sequel. Yeah. Yeah. So you've you've got uh, Thomas who is he leaves his family. Yeah. And gets trained by Sir Gregory and then all sorts of these are movies. You're, these are movies uh, that we could take our kids to. I, I think you could, but we're going to discuss that in a little bit. This is rated PG thirteen. Oh, SpongeBob is. is PG. This one is PG thirteen. You've yeah. got the violence, and you've got you've got some pretty scary monsters, really? in this thing, and you know some you know demonic uh, possessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, I mean, of I mean, people. That's a, yeah, that's an interesting thing to explain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you've got a little kid. Who's yelling at you like Linda Blair? Yeah, uh, yeah. How do you explain that? It's, it's kind of you know your Aunt Judy. <laughs> okay, so you know how Aunt Judy goes off every once in a while. It's mm-hmm. a lot like that. It's a lot. It's a bit like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's you know, if, if you don't want her to, if you don't want your kids to worry about Aunt Judy, then maybe you don't want to take them to this movie. So obviously, you would now, there recommend. Is, there is a little bit of there is some uh, there is a lady swimming in the river and yeah. stuff in this movie and 
but you never see anything below her shoulders. Okay. They're also in bed together. They're fully dressed. There's only kissing that happens, but okay. so things like that. The parents so ought it's to know. safe. It is. But what, man, that'd be great For if this turned a certain into another age range. series, right? We need another series. Yeah, maybe. Come on. I don't know if it will or not, but we'll see. I mean, you know, maybe it might be better than the SpongeBob series. Uh, I would think so. James, which one are you going which one are you going to go to? Seven Sun. There you go. Taking orders. I will be going apparently to SpongeBob. Um, we got one more oh. movie to talk about. When we come back, let's do that. Let's get into Jupiter Ascending. Yep. Uh, by the way, which sun are you, James? Six. Sixth son. Oh. oh, actually, I'm the fourth son. Fourth son out of six. Okay. Sixth child. That's great. We'll come back. Jupiter Ascending. Uh, we'll be talking about that. And then movie ratings. So stick with us. Sean's going to walk us through uh, how to make sure you're taking your children to an appropriate movie for their age. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143. Wow, that is too cool! Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend <laughs> Show. I, James, let's do that. I feel like I'm in the theater. Show. That that is woo. I felt my innards mm-hmm. vibrating. Oh yes, that happens. It's happened. It totally does, and especially you know after a burrito, <laughs> then you really get going. Hey, uh, today, it depends on the restaurant, but yeah, totally does. On the show today, we've asked our own producer Sean O'Neill to to come out. <laughs> Uh, let's continue on with that finish. Know, you, started la- you started laughing, so I ended up saying, because Sean has this secret um, love, <laughs> and he hides it away deep in his office, and all of us know about it, but he doesn't talk about it a lot. You actually hear it. It sneaks in a lot on the show. It does, yeah. Because Sean just, loves Just for the movies. record, I want you to know there's no closet in my office. <laughs> but there is that little nook, that little alcove or whatever we're calling it. But uh, he loves movies. And he is, if you go to his website, familymanmovieblog.blogspot.com, mm-hmm. he's the family man. He's the family movie man that teaches us what movies we, you know, that are appropriate. He kind of gives us a heads up what we need to watch out for. You can make the decisions. But in the end, don't you want to know? Oh, in the end, the parent is the person who has to make the decision for what the kids are watching. You, Very much. And let me translate. That means you are the one that has the power to mess up your child. Exactly. And to help them kind of navigate some of mm-hmm. these things. And we've got another movie here that we can mess up our child with. Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> Actually, there's a messed up child in this movie. Is but there? Let, let's get a little clip to start. Huh. Are those flying boots? They use the force of gravity, redirecting it into differential equation slopes that you can surf. Yeah, I heard gravity and surf. Up is hard, down is easy. Thank you. Wow. Our ride's here. You ready? Ready to walk out of a hundred-story window with you in your gravity boots onto an invisible spaceship. This might make it easy. Hmm. That's Mila Kunis. Yes. And Channing Tatum. Oh, and he's ripped in this movie. He is. He reminds yeah. me, James. Doesn't he? He remind... wears a shirt a lot, though. Yeah. Oh, does he? Yeah. Doesn't he remind uh, you of me? Doesn't he remind you of me? Does he remind me of you? Uh, um. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Okay. Well, I guess like uh, if you were like six times you times six equals Channing Tatum. Ooh. Because you only have one ab. Good point. Yeah, he's got six. He does. He has has the six pack. 
He's ripped, and and you know what? What a, so? What did you think? Because what a great cast! I mean, it seems locked and loaded. It's a very good cast. You also have Eddie Redmayne playing the bad guy in this movie. Ah, oh, see, and and I I was very impressed by Eddie Redmayne in this one. I I thought it was really cool what he did. But to start off the Eddie story, Eddie Redmayne's creepy. Well, he's even more creepy in this movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but starting off, you have a mother and father. We have we have a couple that meets at a university in Russia, mm. and um, they are in love. And they're going to have a child. Hmm. And Dad is an astronomer, and he wants to name his kid Jupiter. Why? Uh, well, Mom says, ain't happening, dude. <laughs> but then Dad gets killed yeah. in a home robbery, and Mom ends up naming the child Jupiter, Jupiter. anyway. Yeah. You know, to honor Dad. Sure. So Jupiter is Mila Kunis, and she's living a, this. She's traveled to America. The family has traveled to America. She's born on a ship, actually, while they're traveling, uh, and they're now. A, she's a cleaning lady. She's going around to these rich homes in Chicago and cleaning toilets, vacuuming, dusting, and dreaming of a different life with yeah. all the nice. Because she gets to walk into people's, you know, walk-in yeah. closets and yeah, look at all these sees dresses the rich and stuff. And famous. Exactly. She doesn't know she's a planet. Well, it turns out uh, she's not a planet, actually. But she does turn out to be something else. I don't want to really give it away. Really? Yeah. It, it, and you find out about it. It's it's kind of a strange wow. sort of thing. Now, this is a film yeah. by the Wachowski siblings. Yeah. These are the same two folks that gave us The Matrix. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know they were raised weird. Okay. I don't know. We won't, we won't we don't go there. Wanna, yeah, but come on. <laughs> but yeah, so it's gonna be, it's gonna kind of have a little. Oh, twist it's, yes, like it does. That. It has Ooh, it has like all sorts it. of stuff like okay. that, and and very very well. I think a very good science fiction kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. I loved the technologies that they had in here. The, the flying boots I thought were really cool. Really? Yeah. And well, for lack of a better term, flying boots are gravitation. You know, as you said in the clip, yeah. gravi- they work with gravity and doing it. <laughs> Thank you very much for explaining <laughs> that. Um, but the weapons that they have and things I thought were pretty cool. That's great. But you got the human race being harvested once again. Oh. So it in, in, so ISIS in, made it it's a that little, far. <laughs> well, no, that was the same thing that was happening in the Matrix. Okay, we're harvesting humans. But in this case, it's not quite the same thing. This is now turned into a very lucrative business, really, for people. Mm-hmm. This is scary. In fact, there's kind of a royal family that is the head of all of this stuff, and they're all fighting over their share of the pie. Oh my heavens! And so it makes for a very interesting movie. And uh, you hear uh, – there's a clip that people – you might have heard this in one of the trailers that the the earth was seeded yes, many, many that. years yeah. ago. And so it, that that kind of gives you all sorts of information. Now, some of the things you might want to watch out for this in this movie if you're a parent. Jupiter ascending. Yeah, Jupiter ascending. There is a scene of, of somebody being born. Okay. I mean it's not – really messy or anything. Is but, it like an alien birth? Oh, no, those are no it's a regular weird. human okay. human sort of birth. Uh, a lot of shooting of uh, advanced weapons. Yeah, laser-like. So, well, I don't know if they're lasers, but energy energy okay. bolts okay. and things okay. like that. Um, there is a woman walking around her uh, apartment in her underwear. Okay. Uh, so you might want to watch out for that. There's uh, Somebody gets a weapon stuck in their eye, and there is some nudity in this movie. A lady walks out of a bath and you see her from behind. Mm. Uh, and there's a whole refinery that blows up. Wow. And all sorts of, you know, destruction and things like that. And and some really bad people in this movie. Yeah. 
Well, and like weird kind of monster-like lot guys. A lot of conniving in this movie mm-hmm. as well. Well, like Channing Tatum's character, he's actually what's called a splice where his uh, human DNA was mixed with – for him, it was a wolf. Oh, wow. So he's got – in fact, in one yeah, scene, his he, ears are... he tells the – yeah, he tells uh, the Mila Kunis character, you know, I have more in common with a dog than you. Interesting. And she responds back, I, I love dogs. Hmm. <laughs> so Here, boy. That will give you a hint Here, as boy. to where <laughs> this movie is going. <laughs> but it's Jupiter Ascending. It's rated PG-13. Okay. And this one I would give – Three stars as well. Really? It's not a blockbuster, but it is entertaining. Is there going to be, you know, is there going to be a follow-up to this movie, do you sense? I don't, I don't see one. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, who knows? It's yeah. the Wachowski brothers. If it makes a lot of money, maybe it'll be like it, – it, it's not as good as The Matrix, I don't think. But, yeah. it, you know, The Matrix I'm, was kind of innovative when it first came out. Go watch the trailer. I think yeah. the trailer – That'll sell it, right? That will totally sell uh, Kind of. I mean, kind it's, of. It's, it's there. Uh, by the way, I, I'm pretty sure James was sliced, spliced. <laughs> what was I spliced with, Matt? A knife. Maybe. I don't yeah, know. maybe a knife. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, ratings. Ratings, yes. Because kids, I, it's, uh, it's, we're all over the place, it seems like. Oh, I, you know, I, I go to these movie screenings and I see people who think, well, I've, okay, I got free tickets. Yeah. Okay, so let's take the whole family. They don't care about what the rating is on the movie. And I see kids that are under 10 years old going into PG-13 movies. Yeah. And it, and it, it, ups- it upsets me. Yeah. Because I, I know that these kids could be very affected by what they're going to be seeing on the screen. I have actually been in a movie and I have seen a mother grab her coat and cover up her child's face. Ugh, why is Because of what's on the screen. Yeah. And it was a, lo- it was a love scene. And I'm I'm thinking, why did you even bring the kid to the movie? Can he even understand yeah. all the relationship stuff that's going no. on on the screen? No. But babysitters are more young. expensive. I understand that. And, I, and that's what people are doing. They're thinking, oh, well, we can take the whole family because then I won't have to pay for a babysitter. Yeah. Well, if you're going to do that, wait for the movie to come out on DVD or on, on demand or something like that. It's going to be a lot cheaper than taking the whole family to you know, the movie theater. You can you can buy popcorn from you know a, a store and just have it at home, and it, it just makes it much simpler. And one thing that I think parents should also look at is a website called FilmRatings.com. This is the film rating place. This is the Classification and Rating Administration (CARA). It's run by the Motion Picture Association of America. Yeah, same people that do the Academy Awards. These oh, are the people boy. that that. That they the films are sent to, and these are the people that are, are the real giving out the ratings. Yeah. They have a Twitter feed. You can actually sign up to their Twitter feed and get the ratings of every single film that comes out that they get to rate. Now, not every film gets rated. Yeah, what does not rated mean? Like not rated just means it, it, it was not presented to the. Why would somebody do that? Money. They don't have the funds to do okay. it. Okay. Things like that. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to have a film rated by the MPAA. So uh, just going over the – and they have a, a wonderful thing there explaining the whole rating system. PG – now, the difference between a PG and a PG-13. Well, PG urges parental guidance. That means you should study what's in the movie. Yeah. Find out about it first. And then you can decide whether or not your child yeah. will go. I mean, but that's, that's extreme. Mm-hmm. Prepare for it. PG-13, on the other hand, means some material may be inappropriate for pre-teenagers. By the way, being decided by Hollywood. Yes. I mean, a, a, an independent group, but still 
not you, not your value system exactly. per se. Now, there is something else that they've, given, they've started doing with the ratings thing. It's called a box, and it's right next to the rating. You'll see PG-13 and then a box next to it with some text in it. There you go. And that text is explaining what is in the movie. Now, sometimes it gets complicated because it says uh, thematic elements. Those are things that are not covered by the rating system. It's not sexual. It's not drugs. It's not um, yeah, nudity or yeah. violence, things like that. Uh, but you can go out and find the rules for the whole rating system at filmratings.com, hmm. and, and you can download them there and understand them. But just a little bit of homework will help you understand what movies your kids should possibly be seeing. And it's different for every kid. Yeah. Because I, some of my – I know, my, I know. My, my second daughter said, I'm 13 now. I want to go to a PG-13 movie. Uh, oh, boy. Whoa. Yeah. Hold on. I have a son that's so sensitive that Iron Man tipped oh, yeah. him over. You know. So know your kids yeah. and know what they can see and talk to them about what they're watching. That's right. And take your role. You're the parent. Come on. Come on. Hey, uh, Jupiter Ascending. James, going to go see it? Possibly. Okay. Let's go together. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. You can take the family to SpongeBob, and then yeah. you and James can go to I'll meet Ju- you at the Jupiter. theater tonight. <laughs> I'm done. I'll sneak in when I leave my family. Good stuff, Sean. Remember, go check out uh, his website, familymanmovieblog.blogspot.com, and uh, get more ideas there as well. Sean O'Neill's his name. Critic is his game. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're going to take a break. We're going to come on back and do a list. Sean's put together a list of the top Valentine's Day movies you should be looking at. It's a cheap date, but still a a great chance to get together and to find love. We'll take a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. As we're wrapping up the last segment of the Matt Townsend Show afternoon version. Uh, again, we are moving the show two hours to three hours. Hey, you get more for less. <laughs> and we are moving it uh, to the morning. So starting Monday morning, 9 p.m. to noon Eastern time, you can get the Matt Townsend Show. Lots of headlines. A lot of the latest news. I We're, hope it's 9 a.m., not 9 p.m. Did I say 9 p.m.? Yeah. What is my deal? <laughs> 9 a.m., it's this morning thing. It is. I've been up. I've been up since 6 a.m. Anyway, so Monday morning, you're going to have more fun, more ideas, more tools, more solutions. Remember, what we're trying to do is is give you what you need to make it through this crazy thing called life. And uh, starting Monday morning, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. So be there with us. Uh, join us again if you can't, and then the change is messing you up. Uh, Julie Rose will be hosting a show called Top of Mind, mm-hmm. which is a wonderful in-depth kind of magazine news show that will give you lots of great information and, and ideas. Also, you can always go to podcasts and download the podcasts for the, from the morning show and get, you know, just you know, play them for your family. Play them all day throughout the day. Good stuff. Now, Sean, as we wrap up the show, we're thinking, you know, we're about a week away from the big Valentine's Day. Yeah, a week from tomorrow, actually. People need ideas. They do, and a lot of people like to go to movies. Yes. Now, you can do the flowers, and you can do the chocolates, but a movie is forever. Actually, it's about two hours. Two hours, I know. But but if you buy the movie, then you can watch it over and over again. Actually, and you'll still not do that. Do Um, Do you watch movies over and over and over again? I do. 
Really? Like, Actually, there really? I have I have favorites that I will watch over and over. I again. mean, I'm not talking like Dumb and Dumber. I know you do that. No, I don't. Oh come on, Sean, own it. No, but uh, um, Christmas Story. Yes, well, yeah. I watch that every year. Yeah, you got to do that every year. Exactly. But also other things. I, I mean, I will buy. I actually bought a um, a Blu-ray edition of Casablanca. Did you? Because I love that movie so much. I also have one for Citizen Kane because the, I love that movie that much. Does Does Cindy like these movies that much? No. So you kind of watch them by yourself? Uh, yeah. I don't know that we've ever sat down and watched Casablanca. I I want to watch them with my kids someday. Yeah. Because they, you know, but I'm going to wait till they're older so they can kind of understand it. And, um, don't you know, ruin my, that. My ten year old, I don't think would understand Casablanca too well. No. I mean, 20-year-olds don't understand it. <laughs> but I, I think it's powerful. I really – I think to have a – and this is your hobby, really. It is, yeah. That's what I think is One really of them. cool. And you're sharing it with your family, so that's Well, great. my family loves it too, so. By the way, these, you, you've put together a list of some of your favorite uh, and, and your best recommendations for mm-hmm. Valentine's Day movies. Exactly. These are movies that I think my wife and I would like to watch together. Okay. And so, you know, it would be a very good date night for um, – in fact, we do this quite often, actually. Yeah, well, we, smart. What it, I often record movies that I know I will watch later um, because I don't have time at that time mm-hmm. or whatever. Keep them on my DVR. And then on a Friday night, my wife and I will get together. We'll actually go down to the movie theater and buy the popcorn yeah, at the movie so theater great. and then bring it home. Yeah. And we'll watch one of these movies together. I bet you just you just cuddle. Yeah, somewhat. A little kissing. No, we're watching a movie. Okay, answer it's important. Come on. Uh, you want to know that one of the first movies I remember taking my wife to? Oh, uh, what was it? She hated it. Okay. Rambo. I understand that. Hated it. The first Rambo? Yeah. Okay. That's how old That we was are. probably the better one. She fell asleep in it. Oh, my wife falls asleep in movies all the time. Does she? Yeah. Especially at home. Yeah. Well, maybe what you ought to do is take a little break in between and just cuddle her. <laughs> That'll wake her up. Oh, no. <laughs> She'd go right back to sleep. But one of the things that, like, I chose Rambo because I was just selfishly choosing a movie. And here's my belief, and you correct me on this. Okay. Uh, if I know she's going to fall asleep anyway, shouldn't I just buy the movie that I would watch? Mm-hmm. Or do we really go after the movie she's going to want to watch? Because she's going to fall asleep in the middle of it, and then you're left watching The Notebook. Well, no, you can stop the movie. That's right. So okay, but so the the movies that I think seriously that my wife and I would watch together, we have watched The Notebook together. Yeah, that. But my wife is a very big. Um, oh, and the, the writer's name just went out of my head. I cannot remember his name now. Um, I don't know why I can't remember his name, but the, lots of other uh, book the books that he's written uh, are you know they're all love stories. Oh, and. Um, yeah, I wish I could remember his name right now. <laughs> You're out of my. This league. is embarrassing. Um, oh, but John Grisham. No, <laughs> it's John Grisham. It's not John Grisham. Those those are those are good movies yeah. that have come out from there. I don't know that they're love stories. No. But they're they're really good. Is it Tolkien? <laughs> yeah, J.R.R. Tolkien. I'm sure. <laughs> Nicholas Sparks is his name. Ah, actually. there you go. So Nicholas Sparks, um, he actually has his own production company now, where he makes his own movies. Oh, really? But the Notebook was his uh, his creation. My wife loves the book. Oh, it's a, yeah, my wife loves and everything about it. And it's probably the best known Nicholas Sparks movie. Uh, but Casablanca, also on the list, though. Yes. That, it, strangely enough, it is a World War II story. There's a few war scenes in it, not very many. Right. Um, but it's a very, very good love story about a couple who were 
they were together in Paris and then they were they had to separate for a while and then she comes back and she's married. Ugh. So and she comes back to his bar in Morocco. 1942. Oh yes, 1942. Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Bergman. Ugh. It's Peter Laurie is in it. It's it is a classic, and there are some funny lines in this movie too that are I they? think are really really cool. Yeah, All right, and, and and they ask well they ask Humphrey Bogart, "Are you an American?" No, I'm a drunkard. <laughs> so it's quite funny. It's good. Uh, another movie that I really liked, and this one uh, Cher got her Academy Award for yeah. this movie called Moonstruck. Those were the days. And Cher and Nicolas Cage teamed up together, and he's a baker, and he's missing a hand. And she is – I don't remember what she does in the, as an occupation in the movie. She might not – I think she might be a beautician or something. Yeah. But he, he's fallen deeply in love with, with her and she's trying to get him to stop it. <laughs> and there's even one – there's one very famous scene where, where he's, he says something to her and she just slaps him and says, snap out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Grow up, dude. Uh, that's 1987. Yep. That, we, I saw that in high school with my wife. I would not be surprised. That's crazy. Tom. But it's a very good movie. That is a good movie. Uh, Sleepless in Seattle, another oh, one. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the traditional one. Now, now, in this movie, they actually make fun of romantic comedies within the movie. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've ever seen the, the, the table scene. Tom Hanks is sitting there, and I think his, his wife plays opposite him in this scene, and they also have a, a friend at the table, and, and the men start crying when they talk about the Dirty Dozen <laughs> and the fighting that's going on. <laughs> I can't believe that grenade blew up. <laughs> so that one is quite funny, and it's, and it's a nice little romantic movie as well, I think. It's funny, though. It's probably the most acclaimed kind of love Romantic story, comedy, romantic yeah. comedy, and yet its rating uh, on IMDb is only six point eight. I, I yeah, I, Casablanca was like eight and a half, right? Uh, well, Casablanca is a classic. Yeah. I don't know that Sleepless in Seattle has no, not it reached that. But everyone's yet. talking about. Everyone talks about it. like that is the mm-hmm. well, and you've got mail. I guess. That's well, there, and, yeah, but that's you know you have the Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan thing. There you go. There's something there, so. about that chemistry. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and next would probably be well, it's one of the movies that has made the most money of all time. Oh, romantic Star Wars. It's a James Cameron movie. Oh, Titanic. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a great flick. Yeah. Rose could not pull him up on that door for some reason. I don't know why. Rose. Yeah. Come on. I swear. You could have saved him, but no. Sure. But no. <laughs> That's a great movie. Titanic, it's long. Yeah. But I mean, it's, a, it's a nice love story. Yeah. You, you can, you can sleep it. in the middle of it and wake up. And, oh, you could. Yeah. <laughs> Take a little nap. I still remember that being in theaters for months and oh, yeah. months and months. Yeah. I th- it was the longest run I in theaters you, for a long time. I thought you'd remember the ship going down. Well, there is that. That's that's well, kind no, of historic, you know. Well, I th- well you've, you are an AARP card carrying Oh, member. thank you. Yes. Congratulations. Uh Celebrating your first week, 50 plus. There you go. Uh, You've got mail. You mentioned this one. Yeah. Just a little while ago. That's a very good, another Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan feature. And uh, another one that I thought is a pretty good love story. Nobody puts baby in a corner. What is it? Uh, I'm going to go with um, Dirty Dancing. Very good. I I, I, I just looked on the list. Dirty Dancing, Patrick Swayze. I remember that line. Nobody puts baby in a corner. By the way, that yeah, Dirty Dancing, nineteen eighty-seven again. See, yeah. this was there was a, there was a serious movement. Of, Jennifer Grey, yeah. Patrick Swayze. It's a pretty good movie. And then you have Pretty Woman. 
Mm-hmm. Little Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. Yeah. That's a that's a that's kind of a Cinderella love story where he finds her on the streets and turns her into something else and Yeah. Then he goes and catches her. See it? It's <laughs> it's just the typical theme. Explain this next one. Yeah. Now this one is this is my kind of my my wife and I have actually watched this movie together and she was a little put off not put off but she didn't enjoy the movie as much as I did but this is one of my favorite movies it's a Wes Anderson film which if anybody knows about Wes Anderson you know that he's kind of a little off <laughs> so uh but it's called Moonrise Kingdom but it is a love story really it's a love story of two 12 year olds from 2012, yeah, fairly recent. Exactly. They actually run away, and they hunt them down on this island. He's a Boy Scout, and she lives on the island, and it's it's just very funny. It's quirky. Yeah. Quirky is the term for this movie. If you don't like quirky movies, don't go to this one. I like it. Uh, by the way, uh, James was wondering why Dumb and Dumber, that's got a love story in it, and that didn't make the list. There's a reason Dumb and Dumber doesn't make the list. Oh, oh well. Those are that's a great list. So everybody go check out these movies. Casablanca, The Notebook, take your pick. Good stuff. Again, I'm going to SpongeBob. So uh, that's out. Hey, we're moving the show. Remember that Monday morning. Come join us 7 a.m. Eastern time. Here's a quote on the way out. True love doesn't happen by accident. It's deliberate. It's intentional. It's purposeful. And in the end, it's worth it. Darlene Schott said that. New time for the show. Remember, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Mountain Time. More ideas. It's a three-hour show, my friends. Lots of fun on that one as well. Thanks for joining us again. Thanks for helping us uh, to, uh, to be a part of your life. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio.